family. How's everyone this morning? Before I get started, I would like to just thank Dr. Manley and Sister Manley for asking me and allowing me this position. You know, um, kind of nervous though. Uh, and I also want to thank some of my friends that came this morning. Sister Alicia, Lisa, sorry. Sister um, Donnelly. Sister Angel. <laughs> and, uh, hmm, forgot her name. Sheila, sorry about that. Brother Dan and also Brother Matthew, and my granddaughter. She's here with me this morning. So I want to thank them for, for coming and giving me some support because really I need it this morning. Um, but if you would turn with me to the book of Hebrew, chapter 11. Are we there? Hebrew chapter 11, at the very first verse, we'll find these words. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It says that faith is the substance. You know, I like to say the ingredients, but it's the substance, something that we need in order to uh, believe in God, in order to worship him, we have to have faith, you know. And I often wonder, how can you have faith in something or someone that you can't see or feel? You know, all we know is that there is a presence, you know. But we can't see him, we can't feel him. We don't even know if he really exists. All we are going on is his word. And his word says that he exists, you know. And it says that we have to have faith. We have to believe in this in order to worship God. Now it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof. This is the proof that he exists. You know, of things not seen. You know, um, I want to speak about a brother this morning. This is going back maybe 3,000 years. His name was Joseph. You know, this brother, when he was about 17, he had a dream, you know, and he told it to his brothers. And how many of us know that when you have a dream or you believe in or you have a plan or you have something that you want to do in life, that it's not good to tell everybody. It's not good to let people know what, you, what your intentions are. You know, because you're going to have people that's going to try to bring you down, that's going to hate it going to hate you and everything. And that's what happened here. Joseph had 10 other brothers 
who were older than him. He was the youngest at the time. He was the son of Jacob, better known as Israel. And he was loved by his father more than his brothers. And his brothers hated him for that. They hated him so much that even when he told them about this dream, they really hated him. But then he had another dream. He had a dream that not only his brothers were bowing down to him, but that his father and mother was also bowing down to him. And this further made his brothers hate him. They hated him so bad they wanted to kill him. But it was one brother who spared his life, and so they threw him into a pit. And in this pit, they, after this, they sold him into slavery. When he was sold into slavery, his master's wife accused him of a crime. His master's wife wanted him to lay with her, to have sex with her. And he wouldn't. So she, she lied on him and had him thrown into prison. And he was in prison for a while behind this woman. Joseph had to endure many hardships. He went through a lot. And it took him over like over 14 years before he actually had vindication had justice and freedom from what he was going through, you know. And he became second in command in Egypt. But his dream still hadn't came true yet. And you know something about dreams? You know, today dreams, uh, people will tell you, oh, man, that's scientific. Oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about dreams? Man, I don't believe in that mess. But back in them days, they believed in dreams. To them, dreams was a reality that was God speaking to them. And I still believe that God speaks to us today through dreams. He has a way of speaking to us and letting us know what it is he has for us, you know. But, you know, people can destroy your dream. They can tear it down for you. That's why it's not good to let people know your intentions right off anyway. To wait until some things materialize, and then if you want to tell them, talk about your dream. Joseph went through a lot, you know, through the span of 14 years. And, you know, when we have something that we're believing in, when we're trusting God, when God has promised us something, this is when we have to learn how to exercise faith. Not friendship, faith. Because your friends will tell you, no, that ain't going to work. You know, we have to exercise faith and believe that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And I would like to know, what do you do 
when you wait for a long time and nothing happens, your dream don't seem to come true. The things that you're waiting for, that you think that you've been promised, hasn't materialized yet. We haven't gotten, you haven't gotten married yet. You haven't gotten that house yet. You haven't gotten that promotion yet. You haven't got whatever it is you believe in God to do for you yet. And a lot of us will get frustrated. We'll get angry because God is not moving in our time and on our timetable or when we think that he should move and we want to help him. And this is when we'll go out and get into a boop boop full of debt. We will go out and get into so much debt trying to help God do for us what he said he's going to do. But then what happens when the repo man comes (laughs) and he take that stuff from you? I've seen people come to church and talk about and and holler and jump up and down and talk about, look what God has done for me. And then as soon as the repo man comes and take it, you don't see them no more. They don't come to church anymore. You know, they don't pick up the phone anymore when you call them. You know. But God has a better plan for us. God has a bigger plan. And he sees further and a whole lot more than what we see. You know, <laughs> This is, again, when we have to really exercise our faith if we believe in God to do something for us. We have to really get down on our knees and thank him even when we don't even see it. You know, and I don't care what we're going through. You know, we still need to thank him and believe that whatever he told us and said to us or gave us the dream about that he's going to bring this about. Some way, some way, some shape, some form or fashion, he's going to step into the promise and make it come true. God can see a whole lot further than we can. His plan for our life is bigger than our plan. It may not happen the way we thought. God does not take us through a straight line. He takes us through twists and turns. And part of his, and that's part of his plan. But if we have conditional trust, we will get discouraged. If we do this, I'll do this for you, God. If you do this for me, we're going to get discouraged because we we have conditions. You know, as if we're the only person in the world. We're his only child. You know, and we put conditions. On him. And actually, how many of us really know him? I mean, how many of us really know God the way we're supposed to know him? How many of us exercise the faith we need without wanting something? I mean, how many of us go through that motion? How many of us get down on our knees and actually pray? And thank him even when there isn't anything. How many of us can get down on our knees when there's no food? 
in the house or we don't know where we're going to get our next meal from. How many of us can thank him with this pandemic going on now without worrying about catching it? You know, because most of us, even me, I'm afraid. But I can't stay stationary. I have to get up. I got to go. In spite of, you know, and pray that and hope that that they find a cure for this. But I also believe that God has me in his hand. You know, I don't believe he's going to let certain things come to me like me and someone was talking about Psalms 91. (laughs) Yes, angel. We were talking about Psalms 91, and it is real. It's true. And I say that verse every day, got it from Sister Manley. And I say it every day. I read it, you know, because it, it, it exercises my faith in him and my belief in him. You know, it lets me know that there is a God even when I can't see him or trust that he is there. I have that feeling his word lets me know that he's there. You know, God is much greater than I could ever be. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I can't doubt. I can't question him. You know, deep inside, I got to have that faith. Deep inside, I have to know that I know that I know that God is there and that he is real. Because God said without faith, it's impossible to believe in him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is what he is in all that he say that he is. You know. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. There must be an honorable diligence in our hearts. For we're going to trust and touch God through faith. The Bible talks about the just must live by it. And we can't trust anyone else's faith. We have to find our own. You know, and we have to live and stand on our own faith. We have to build our life on our faith. No. And we're going to have to endure some trials and afflictions on our own faith. You know, in Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 11, and I'm going to begin at the 22nd verse. And at the 22nd verse, we'll find these words. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that these things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. 
we got to have that kind of faith, and that kind of faith ain't little. You know, it's not something that we just say. It's something that we have to feel deep within us. We have to feel this. We have to know that deep within us that God is going to make this mountain move. You know, and it goes on to say, Therefore I say unto you what, th- what things soever you desire when you pray, if you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall receive them. But we have to believe it. We have to believe it even though we don't see it and that it's not materialized right now. We have to believe That God is going to do this for us. But you know something? We're going to have some mountains in our way. We're going to have to climb some mountains. We're going to have to ask God to remove these mountains out of our lives. And when I'm talking about mountains, I'm talking about the things that we may be going through. The troubles that we might be in, you know, our hardships, the things that we're worrying about, you know, the things that's giving us a nervous breakdown, anything that we are worrying about is a mountain in our life. And we've got to learn how to go to God and ask him to remove that mountain whether it be worrying about a job, whether it be worrying about my finances for next week or how am I going to pay this bill next week, we have to trust that God is going to move this mountain in such a way that I can get through it, that I can get over it, that I can conquer this mountain, that I can get to the top of this mountain and see the other side clearly without looking up this mountain and seeing clouds and there's nothing I can see beyond that clouds. I don't know how many of you in here drive trucks, but I've been in mountains where the clouds sit down on the mountain and we thought it was a fog, but it's not fog. It's actually a cloud that sits down on the mountain And you're rolling down this mountain at about 50, 60 miles an hour. And you got a drop off on the left side of you that if you dropped off, there's no way you're going to pull through it. And you're coming down in this cloud and you got to keep going because there's other big trucks behind you. And if you stop, one could run into the back of you. And push you off the side and the both of you wind up off the side. So you have to keep going until you drop underneath that cloud. And I'm telling you, it can be scary. We we call it driving by the seat of your pants. That's where you switch up your little behind there and just hang on to the seat. You know what I'm saying? However, if we can get through these mountains... There's a brighter day on the other side. You know, and God is letting us know 
that is there if we believe and trust in him. We have to believe and trust in him. You know. But unfortunately, a lot of us, most of us, even myself, look at our circumstances. You know, we're still looking at our circumstances, and this is what will hinder us. This is what will hold us back. When we look at our circumstances and how the situation look and how the odds can be stacked against us, you know, and that there's really no way out, you know, even though we're praying, you know, we still can't see a way out. This is when we truly, truly have to believe that God is going to come through for us. We have to truly trust that he's going to come through us, even though we can't see him. Even though we don't even know he's there, we have to truly believe that God is going to do this for us. We have to have that kind of faith and believe me. Believe me, because I've been in those positions. We came here to South Carolina with $500, three kids, a wife to feed. I had to feed, and I had to put gas in the car. With $500, that don't go far. But it got us here. It got us here. And when we got here, I just had the promise of a job. That's all I had was the promise of a job if I can get here. And I got the job. You know, I'm talking to a cousin. He took me to a place where they loaned me over the counter. Didn't even know who the heck I was. A thousand dollars. And I said, if that ain't God. There is no God. I mean, these people didn't even know who I was. Now, when I went back and tried to get it, now my credit and everything had caught up with me then. (laughs) I couldn't get it. But they loaned it to me then, and that's when I really needed it. Um, And it was believing and trusting that God was going to see us through. And it was a dream that I had. I saw this post office in uh, StarTech, and when I saw that post office, I knew that that was that dream, you know, and that God had brought us here. For what? For how long? How long? How was he going to really sustain us? I didn't know, because for two weeks, we had to live off our, my advances that I got from the job until like my first paycheck. And then things started to balance out. It didn't get better. It just balanced out. You know. But God has a bigger plan for us. And when I think back to what Joseph had to go through, he focused on his dream, on the dream that God had given him even though he was betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a pit, and sold into slavery, he had a dream. And he trusted in that dream. 
but he kept the focus. He kept the focus. You know. And the one thing we have to learn how to do, we have to stop listening to haters. We have to stop listening to people that's going to try to destroy our dreams. That's why we can't go around telling everybody what's on our mind. You know, we have to keep secrets, you know, and allow God to work in our lives. And we have to learn how to fight the faith, the fight of faith and focus and not focus on our circumstances. You know, even though I know it can be hard and hard to say, like, you know, don't dwell on that. You know, look to a brighter side. And I, I mean, my mom used to tell me that a lot. And I used to say, where is it at? Where is that brighter side? I couldn't see it, you know. But as we go on in life, when we look back over our life at the things that we've came through, we say, oh, wow, there is a brighter side. Because I did get through that moment, that point in time, I got through it, you know. And then something else came up because we're going to have obstacles because Satan is going to throw them in your way. But we have to know how to fight them. We have to know how to battle them. We have to focus and fight the fight of faith and allow God to work in our lives, you know, because he's there. He's there. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. He's there. You know. Uh, and it's a blessing. It's truly a blessing to trust in God. We have to learn how. It's a practice. This is something we have to do on a daily basis. This is something that we have to work at. You know, when we get out of bed in the morning, we have to learn how to stop and just thank him for allowing us to get through the night. Because we didn't necessarily have to get through. We have to thank him and ask, us, ask him to take us through the day. You know, and at the end of the day, we need to thank him again. And if we do this enough, it be, will become like a second nature, second nature to us. You know, because God is real. He's real. And the devil is too. You know, and he's waiting. He's waiting. He's right outside that door there. He might even be in here somewhere. You know. But we have to know how to handle certain situations and just put them in God's hand and leave them there. See, a lot of us, we'll take situations and we'll leave them, we'll take them to God and leave them at his foot. Only the thing that we do is on the way out, we pick them back up. And we take them with us. We have to learn when we take something to God to leave them there. And allow God to work. You know. um, Only other thing I think that will hurt us is fear. You know, is fear. Um, And one thing else before I go to fear. Is that there's a space between believing and having. Like for Joseph, that space was 14 years. A lot of us may never see, you know, because we are constantly stepping in the way and not allowing God to to do his thing. We are constantly stepping in the way and trying to help him 
like Abraham and Sarah did by producing a child, you know, because she knew she was old, he was old, and they knew they couldn't, they thought they couldn't, couldn't have children anymore. In his old age, Sarah did get pregnant, you know, and then she was mad at her handmaiden, you know. There was a lot of scuffle, but I ain't going into that. You don't have to read it for yourself. <laughs> However, you know, um, that space in between, believing and having could be years. It could be years. But this is when you have to fight the faith. Fight the fight of faith. And just hang in there and believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You have to believe it. Trust in it. Trust in him. You know, don't trust in me because I'll let you down. I know I'll let you down, you know. And I'm quite sure you'll let me down. So I'm not going to trust and believe in you. You know, but I will trust and believe in him. You know. And like I said, the only other thing that could hold us back is fear. And we deal with a lot of fear today, especially with this pandemic. We are living in a world that's dominated by fear. A world of chaos, a world of dispute. It's almost impossible to determine or predict the next few minutes, hours, days, months, or years. But we just got to hang in there and believe that God is not going to let certain things hurt us or come near us. We have to believe that. Trust that. Because God loves you. And maybe I do. Maybe. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm.